Welcome, listeners, to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowry. Remember, Phil is like a gnarled old oak tree held together with scar tissue and bone spurs. Rob Fortney. And I'm telling you, the pain that I would suffer was beyond excruciating. And Phil Stevens. Do it, Rob. You'll kill all those nerves. Thanks for listening. Welcome, IronRadio.org listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry. I'm an exercise physiology and a nutrition professor, and I'm a bodybuilder. Rob Fortress Fortney. I'm a former editor at Muscle Mega International. I'm a former competitive bodybuilder and a strength enthusiast powerlifter. And this is Phil Stevens. I made it to the big time. I've got a mic on a tripod here now. We um, <laughs> I, I started LiftForHope.org. I run Strength Guild and StrengthGuild.com. I'm a powerlifter, Highland Games athlete, and many other wonderful things. Take it easy. Oh, and plus your computer runs on gas. Yep, my computer runs on ethanol. It's not just gas. It's he fills the tank out back of the barn. Yep. Yeah. But he's got he's got the sweet mic to offset it now. So that's right. That's right. Sounded crisp. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I have a couple of announcements here. I know Rob, you have some emails to uh, to read, but strength and muscle sport news. Uh, first up, um, I'm just reminding anybody on our Facebook listeners page. The offer still stands for that home gym video contest. If you've got a little slideshow of pictures on your phone or your uh, computer, there's lots of ways you can link those together and just make a quick slideshow, put them up on the Facebook page, and we'll give you stuff. So we just (laughs) want to see people's gyms, you know, what's motivating or cool about it. It can be video. It can be a a series of photographs, whatever you like, you know, whatever you like. Right. Uh, Also, I wanted to personally thank our last two – supporting members because they uh they came in just after i gave away the last mug Uh, listeners if you remember we did a sort of a supporting members drive and um yeah uh aaron summers and matthew uh hammond thank you for stepping up and supporting iron radio uh it's very well supported um unfortunately our last mug just went out to joe magdaleno so joe's probably snickering woohoo so you gotta Um, fight him for the death for it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, gladiatorial battles for the mug. Mm. There you go. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> they probably live on opposite coasts, but okay. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, oh, video contest, supporting members, just some things going on. Uh, and uh, that's that's all I've got as far as that goes. I do have a new um, segment that I would like to share. I'm going to do a little product review. But God, before I, I do that, your, Fortress... I thought you were going right? to say you were going to sing or something. All right, so you've got an email, though, right? Um, well, yeah, just something I could read here. Would you like me to do that right now? You bet. Okay, we got an <clears throat> email from Andrew Zook. You guys probably already know about Elite FTS. Uh, they started a podcast. I was looking at the four comments. One of them said they liked it and wished there was more shows like it. I listened to it. It was good, but eerily familiar to your programming. Kind of cool to know that an industry leader is copying what you are doing. Anyway, I put in a big plug for you guys in the reviews. Thanks, Andrew. Um, it's yeah. Appreciate it. yeah. So there you go. But yeah, so it's bastards over there copying us. Ah, uh, it's it's that's the largest form of flattery. I know. I'm, no. just, I'm just kidding. That's, that's yeah. Cool. They're good guys. Yeah. yeah there's enough. No, absolutely. I'm just making a joke. I, if you podcast know, hey, to go around. 
I was going to oh, say yeah. all this, all the best to them, man. It's sure. uh, you know, spread the good word. Yeah, right on. I have actually haven't heard it. Have you heard it, Rob? No, I uh, happily haven't listened to an episode yet. Uh, I had planned to, but this uh, email will certainly spur me to do that uh, sooner rather than later. So right. yeah, I'll have to check it out. Uh huh. Yeah, Phil probably gets his fill of those guys firsthand. Yeah. So yeah, tell us about your most recent uh, or planned interaction there. Oh yeah, well you know talking to Jim Wendler and we got we got to chatting and then he hooked me up with Paul and now Paul had the crazy idea he had to back out of his meat because he was having some hip problems in the squat. So Paul Carter, who we had on not too long ago, so we've been planning to get together for kind of like a kind of eat and or a, a, a lift and eat session. So he's coming down here to my gym this Saturday, and then I got a few other people coming, and then anybody who wants to watch, and we're gonna just see who can do the most reps in a deadlift with 500 pounds, with the rules of no belt, of course no straps. Um, every lift has to be paused, and if you ever let go of the bar, your set's over. So if you're gonna rest, you have to keep your hands on the bar. Oh, um, I was gonna, I was gonna say I like all of that, but I think when you put the bar down, it actually makes it more if you just kind of loosen your grip and take your hand off for a split second. Yep, nope. Your hands leave the bar, you're done. It'd be hard to control that though, you yeah. know, cause yeah, you could let go and then like walk around a little, come back. Yeah. Oh, well, I go, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just control. trying to think, you know, rules wise, it'd be hard to control. Yeah, so it should be fun. Um, we're both, I- I'm a bigger deadlifter than him, he's a bigger squatter than me. And then I've got another buddy of mine that's coming in, and he, he's going to take part. It should, should be a lot of fun in the end. I, I just hope we're going to draw straws or something. Who has to go first and second and whatnot? I hope I go last. It's always better to go last because then you got a number to shoot for. Oh, big time. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Because God knows if he hits like 17, I'm going to do everything I can short of death to, to get 18. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, but it, it, either way, it'll be a lot of fun. Then we're going to pull some cars and stuff like that. Anybody who wants to stop in, come on over. You know, come watch. Um, we're going to do videos of it, and then I'll kind of shoot that out. And um, anybody else who wants to give it a try, you know, get up a video and see if you can whoop our butts. You know? Man, yeah. I really actually wish that I was actually down there because I'd love to take part in that. Yeah. That'd be fun. Should be a lot of fun. I'm going to get the, I'm going to set a load for the ladies, too, because i got a bunch of, of women that train here, and they're getting ready for a powerlifting meet. So if they want to take part, then... Yeah. We'll let them rep out too, and then, yeah, should be good. Cool. Yeah, yeah actually, I think both of those things would be great for the uh, Iron Festival. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, see how many herniated discs you can rack up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose you got to keep your hands on the bar. That, w- that would be sort of uncomfortable. you got to keep yourself in that flexed position. Yeah, exactly. Oh, rest. yeah, you guys are going to be breathing hard, that's for sure. Oh, anything over three reps, I'm breathing hard, man. The stairs, I breathe hard. So my <laughs> stairs only have like 12 steps. So. <laughs> Rob watches you do the stairs, and he breathes hard. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't sound good. <clears throat> oh. All right. Um, I have a the new little segment I wanted to share was a product review. Iron Game product review. <laughs> what spurred this was... Uh, First of all, we've never really done this a lot. Once or twice before we've mentioned other products. But I think we'll do this just whenever it suits our fancy. But uh, the Biotest company, they originally had a leucine product. It's just straight, pure L-leucine, five-gram scoop. And if people aren't familiar, of course, leucine is one of the branched-chain amino acids. It's an essential amino acid, and it's it's a big-time trigger for muscle protein synthesis. Uh, in fact, to set the stage, I'm going to read you parts of a, a new uh, March 2012 
paper that came out of Stu Phillips' group. Uh, we've had Nick Bird from his group on before, and we should probably get Stu on himself. But these guys are just prolifically publishing on anything with resistance training and protein and its effectiveness. But let me set the stage with this, and then I'll tell you about the new product that is not just leucine, but it's it's modified uh, and you know purportedly better. But the paper here is called uh, Supplementation of Suboptimal Protein Dose with Leucine or Essential Amino Acids, Effects on Myofibrillar Protein Synthesis at Rest and Following Resistance Exercise in Men. So the interesting thing here is they've taken a suboptimal, a small dose of protein, and they've spiked it with leucine to see if they can get the same effect as a full dose of protein. So pretty cool, especially if you're dieting or something. So this is how it starts. Leucine is a nutrient regulator of muscle protein synthesis by activating mTOR and possibly other proteins in this pathway. The purpose of this study was to examine the role of leucine in the regulation of human myofibrillar protein synthesis. 24 males completed an acute bout of unilateral resistance exercise prior to consuming either uh, a dose of whey protein, 25 grams, uh, a small dose of protein, 6.25 grams, but then uh, supplemented with leucine up to the amount that would have been equal in the full protein dose. And then also 6.25 grams of protein with uh, essential amino acids mixed in. So, again, they're trying to see, can we get away with a lower dose of protein and get the same muscle protein anabolic response by spiking it with leucine? Because as I'm looking, in fact, at this one label right now, it actually says increases anabolic quality of food by up to 70%. That's what the one product says. So here's what they found. Uh, let's see here. Uh, they actually looked over a period of time after resistance training. It says muscle protein synthesis was increased above fasting at one to three hours post-exercise. Let's see. At three to five hours, only the whey group remained significantly elevated above fasting. Uh, So that's very interesting because, of course, this is saying the low-dose protein uh, with the spike of, of leucine did not equal the 25-gram full whey group, uh, at least not you know as lingering as long. It says, in summary, a low dose of whey protein supplemented with leucine or other essential amino acids was as effective as a complete protein, like a full dose of whey, in stimulating post-meal pro- muscle protein synthesis. However, only the full dose of whey was able to sustain increased rates of muscle protein synthesis post-exercise and may therefore be most suited to increase uh, exercise-induced muscle protein accretion. So oh. looks like you can still get the protein synthesis response, but not, you know, uh, probably as good as the full dose of, of whey. So I thought right. that was very interesting because one of the, of course, suggestions is what, what makes whey protein better, and it is better at stimulating muscle protein synthesis. One is the speed at which it enters your system, but the other, of course, is the leucine content because that amino acid is, you know, such a trigger. Uh, but it looks like by itself, you, you know, it's like Phil said once long ago on the show, the leucine is like flipping on the light. But if you don't have enough electricity coming through, you know, your your wires, you're still not going to get a lit bulb. Yeah, because I remember, you know, certainly in the 80s and early 90s, you know, the whole rage with, you know, buying supplementation where you get like you know, individual or pairings of, you know, certain amino acids. And, you know, I, I knew lots of guys who spent lots of money on those things. And I mean, but, you know, their actual total protein intake outside of that was like you know really quite abysmal so you know it's 
you need to have all the freaking fuel, man. You can't yeah. just take take one or two and expect that to, uh, you know. Right. I do think this suggests that probably if you wanted to at least repeatedly keep up your muscle protein synthesis, taking some branch chains or taking some straight leucine with maybe a little dab of uh, other food is better than nothing. But, of course, yeah. that seems obvious in a way. you know. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, getting back to the, the products here, so this is what's new. Uh, they have, Biotest here, has a leucine-structured peptides. Um, it's leucine-refined dye and tripeptides, and the claim here on the front is 250% greater muscle growth than free-form amino acids. So a single free-form amino acid, like their old, just straight leucine product. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're suggesting higher bioavailability, etc. So here's the pro and the con. We'll keep this brief in the future if we have a product. On the pro side, uh, they're mostly right, I think, that peptides like dye and tripeptide, so two or three amino acids stuck together, probably are more bioavailable, probably better or faster absorption in some way than a, just a straight uh, amino acid. And there's some other issues, too, that I won't get into, but pr- yeah, probably better. Um, on the downside, instead of getting five grams worth of leucine in a little scoop, you get 2,100 milligrams, so uh, you know about half as much, and the rest is this um, just a, a, a collection of other amino acids. And I think another possible con here is it's so filtered, uh, it's such a fine powder that I am having a hell of a time of getting this to dissolve in solution. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, it'll sit on the surface. I mean, this stuff is finer than cornstarch. I tried to take a scoop out of it. I was joking with Phil before we hit record. And there's like this cloud. It gets on everything, on your clothes. It's just poof, because it's so fine. It's almost gaseous. Mm. Uh, and I'm just having a hard time actually mixing it. Now, if I can find a better way to mix this into my uh, drinks, then great. You know, maybe I'll start, I'll put a dry scoop of this in with some straight whey protein, like, you know, a 20-gram scoop of whey protein, put it in a sealed workout bottle and shake it up you know, all yeah. inside so it can't fly all over. Maybe that's just the solution. That sounds like something that might be better capped. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So anyway, leucine's good. Uh, the leucine-structured peptides, as, as they call them, these dye and tripeptides, um, arguably better. Um, and, you know, I, I'm very interested after writing that protein book and a couple of papers on protein that leucine's a big deal. I mean, just like the study we just saw, you know, they actually got similar muscle protein synthesis, at least for a while, out of a very low dose of protein, I mean, six grams of protein, that's less than, like, you know, what's in an egg. That'd be like a quarter of a scoop. Uh, so there's definitely something with the whey and then uh, with the leucine content, because that's, of course, what makes one of the things that makes whey unique. Um, so I don't know. I guess stay tuned, but there's a pro and a con. on the on the the Again, on the pro side, probably more bioavailable. On the con side, the physical properties of this new peptide stuff, very tough to work with. So I would suggest putting it in a container, shaking up with the cap on. Sounds good. Do you guys want to go to break, early break, and then we'll come back with the topic of the day? Yeah. So our topic of the day is going to be uh, humorous. It's just uh, we jotted down a lexicon of bodybuilding and powerlifting terms. Rob and I have tossed these back and forth over the years. So we're going to come back and we're just going to joke about you know these uh, <laughs> silly words that we use to describe people. And honestly, sometimes you may catch us using these on the podcast and like not even snicker because we're so used to it. That's just what these people are called or you know that's just yeah. what this phenomenon is called. But anyway, we'll be right back. Hi. 
Hi, this is Dr. Lonnie Lowry, and on behalf of Phil and Rob, I'd just like to let listeners know that if you love us or you hate us, we'd like you to leave a comment or perhaps vote for us on iTunes. It helps us out quite a bit on the popularity side of things. Uh, you can also follow uh, Dr. Lowry, me, on Twitter. Uh, it's Lawnman7 on Twitter if you want to do that. We also have a Facebook page, the Iron Radio uh, listeners page. So uh, whether it's leaving a comment or voting for us or following us on Twitter or Facebook, uh, that would be fantastic. Also, uh, occasionally Rob or myself will write an article for another website, and Phil will as well. So lots of ways to um, interact, uh, follow us on other media, and vote for us and uh, keep things going strong on Iron Radio. Thanks. This is Jim, owner of the longest locally owned gym in Winona, the Boardwalk, which I'm proud to say now has the most variety of cardiovascular machines. Our latest addition, four new lifetime ellipticals, easy on the joints, low impact on the knees, while getting a full body workout at our same unbelievable low prices. Only at the Boardwalk, with an alive sound system, we're not just a gym, we're an experience. Weekly Fix of Iron Radio. In addition to being a popular institute on iTunes, we are also on email. Simply go to www.ironradio.org and sign up for the voluntary email. You'll get a once per week email, no more, that's little more than the show notes and a link to the audio. So go for it. And we're back, everybody. Actually, before we begin, I wanted to, I didn't uh, give everyone the reference. I failed to give you the reference of the uh, the paper that I was reading about how they were trying to spike low, low doses of protein with leucine to make it the equal. And they were almost able to do it. But that was a Journal of Physiology 2012. Again, the Stu Phillips Group, Church Word, then, uh, it's a hyphenated name, was the, was the first author. So I just feel remiss unless I give the reference. You're good like that. Well, you know, got to do it. All right. So today's topic is a lexicon of humorous uh, strength sport terms. And we've got a million of them. And oh, so yeah. we thought we would just share some of these. And I'm going to start with one that we've said re- repeatedly in recent weeks on the show. Uh, and, Rob, what I'll do is how about if I toss out the word and then see if you can't use it in a sentence for me? Ooh, how about I like that? this. <laughs> <laughs> so the first do one it. is... The first one is easy. We've been doing it a lot. Twink. What's a twink? Or you first maybe define it and then use it in a sentence. See what that twink wants because we gotta go squat. <laughs> okay. Get that twink out of the squat rack. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so how would you define twink? Well, twink, as I've actually come <laughs> to understand. And I actually didn't know this for quite some time, but apparently it's a word used often in the uh, gay community. Oh, I did not know that. Okay, so now I'm teaching you something. Yeah, because I was using it and somebody called me on it. Uh, so, so to anybody out there who's a, a homosexual, um, gay, lesbian, whatever, what have you, we don't, we, we actually don't mean it right, we in don't any mean term you, that would right. be used in the context of that. We, we use it strictly as in the context of basically a guy who is just, you know, a, a coat hanger, bag of bones, no muscle. <laughs> coat hanger, there's another one. Yeah. Shrimp. Yeah, coat hanger. There you go. You know, we could do these like like a spelling bee. So Lonnie says twink, and I'm like, can I get the gym of origin, please? 
<laughs> yeah, so the gym of origin for Twink would be like Bally's Scandinavian. Yeah, so if somebody calls you a Twink, it basically means you better go on a, a, a size quest. Yeah, no doubt. Now, Phil, you had a term that's related to Twink about tall, thin guys. What was that? Yeah, eel. Eel. Okay. Eel, yeah, because they look like an eel or uh I had a client that referred to her son as an eel. He was like 6'5", 150, and he did look quite a bit like an eel. Yeah, that explains it. Yeah. Yeah, tall and thin. Yeah. yeah. Anybody that can hide behind a stop sign post is, needs some eating. <laughs> okay, ILS. ILS. Imaginary lat syndrome. Oh. Oh. Dude, have you guys seen the YouTube video? we got to get this guy on the show. There is a guy um, who he actually has a video about imaginary lat syndrome, and he's trying to cure it, kind of like Phil's thing with the fibromangina, you know, years ago. Uh, and he's walking around, you know, in, he, he looks like he's, you know, smuggling grapefruit. There's another term, uh, yeah. you know, like puffed yeah. up, you know, carrying, like mating, carrying mating, pails of water. Exactly. Mating posture, whatever you want to call it. And he's just walking <laughs> people who do that. <laughs> yeah, and, and the interesting thing is, usually the more lats and size somebody develops, the less that that seems to occur. Yeah, it's true. I'm, I mean, I was around Dorian Yates several times when he was at his actual absolute largest, and he arguably had the greatest back of all time, both in size, depth, thickness, everything. And I actually never witnessed him walking around with that. So yeah. if he's not doing it. You don't do it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You got no right. I'll tell you. Here's a here's a similar term. Pump monkey. Uh, <laughs> pump monkeys are guys who are basically twinks who walk around the gym and all they're trying to do is get a pump. You know, they're right. doing the cable curls like like you said, Rob. Get the twink or get the pump monkey out of the squat rack. You know, because he's, he's over there just doing curls. With Ooh, the so we're gonna add onto onto the my original scenario with all these words. We'll just keep adding the words. So get the twink out of the squat rack. Right. Hey, let, yeah, yeah, no. Okay. Tell the pump monkey to pull some weight off the floor, maybe. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So how about now, this? How about this one? This is a this is a new one that I've um, kind of come to realize is is actually more and more becoming reality in in higher level bodybuilding. DTS disappearing triceps syndrome. Oh, now this is partly what you were referring to as one mm -hmm. of the symptoms of palumboism. Right, and I was going to say that that leads us into, yes, what has now become actually quite common amongst people in the bodybuilding underground, palumboism. And, and I always feel bad saying that because, you know, like I know I do too. Palumbo and, and I mean, I know lots of people say crappy things about things he's done, but I mean, my interactions with the man have always been okay, so I don't like saying too, too much. And But the truth of the matter is separating the man from what did happen to his physique yeah. in the last few years can't be disputed. I mean, something really happened that is now being seen uh, quite frequently amongst other higher level, higher using... Um, right, which is why it got its own term, right? I mean, yeah, so, so Palumboism. Just, just everybody? What is the disappearing... Was it DTS? DTS, disappearing triceps syndrome, yeah. And I think that lends itself, yeah, like you were saying, palumboism. And and I, I don't know if we've said it before, but for those out there who don't know what palumboism is, it's basically defined by um, the limbs slowly kind of losing fullness 
and, and, and overall volume, um, whereas the torso is doing the opposite. Um, you're getting this expanding gut kind of thing. Usually it's also defined by veins becoming more pronounced, which actually leads us to another... Um, Here it comes, yeah. One that's on your list, Lonnie, which is bag of veins. <laughs> yeah, bag of veins. Bag of veins. And, and, and that, I mean, I can't think of a better example of a bag of veins than... Um, Rich Gaspari. Rich Gaspari during his... I hate to say it, too. He was one of my childhood heroes. Yeah, one of his... Uh, during his, you know, very short-lived comeback that occurred now, God, now 50 years ago now, but um, he was... I remember when he tried to kind of do that very weak comeback, and I remember the first thing that was apparent on him was he had become the epitome of a bag of veins. Yeah, he, he like a bunch of night crawlers in a cellophane sack in a lunch in a sandwich bag or something. <laughs> yeah. Not, and you know, I remember when he was doing that. He actually, it's amazing how bodybuilders can sort of encourage themselves to the point of delusion because he was actually saying, "I'm in the best shape I've ever been in." I'm like, "Oh, dude, Rich, go back and look when you were basically beating Haney's ass. You were exploding with growth. You know, and the you interesting were just thing is- of anabolic." The interest that the the irony of the whole thing is, of course, is debatable, and I have no you know <laughs> scientific proof of this. But I think a lot of the things that guys like him do and did to achieve the kind of condition that you're talking about, Lonnie, actually over time results in either you can say Palumboism or you know, offshoots of Palumboism, like yeah. disappearing tricep syndrome, bag of veins, I mean, all that kind of thing. Yeah, they get thick to their midsection. They get muscle growth where they don't want it. They get less effect where they do want it. Yeah, it does kind of backfire. Yeah, okay, listen. Hey, I've got a couple of terms here and that might lead into uh, Phil's. I know Phil's got a kind of a funny story that goes with a lot of this. But oh. one of the terms that I've used for years is water ball. And I remember the guys I used to work with uh, out in San Diego in the exercise phys lab. They thought that was hilarious. They're like, what do you mean water ball? I'm like, well, look at him. You know, the guy's on a lot of testosterone or Diana ball or something. He's very bloated. He's very water attentive. He's a water ball, you know. So that kind of lends itself, you know, some of these guys. And this would be bodybuilders or powerlifters, but, you know, they're on a lot of stuff uh, that causes that kind of water retention. They get very soft and smooth and that kind of thing. So to put this in a sentence, it'd be like, you know, poor bastard didn't have the sense to get off Diana Ball because he's on stage looking like a water ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's even almost a poem. There it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I mean, that's sort of, uh, you know, when guys get very big and they're very watery, uh, or even just the word watery, they used to crack up at that. I'm like, what? I don't understand. It's your water attentive, you're watery, you're a water ball. So anyway, but Phil, you've got a story about sort of okay. big dudes who might be watery or, or over fat or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, a game that uh, I learned it from Mark Bell when I was up there in California. Now my wife played as well. <clears throat> and you call it fatter powerlifter. <laughs> so no matter where you are, if you're sitting in an airport or you're just driving around town you see a very large mammal, you you, you know, you scream out fatter powerlifter, and then it's, you guys got to figure it out. And if you're really... uh Feeling up to your oats, you go up and ask the person then. But, uh, so do you power lift or are you just fat? No. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, it's just, it's just picking them out, trying to pick out of the person. And, you know, me and my wife played a lot and say, hey, look, there's an old retired power lifter. There's an old retired Olympic lifter. So yeah, it's, it's good, good, good fun. Yeah, I would, I would like to all add something further to that, that 
is a relatively new phrase that I've seen bantered about a little bit on, online, and that's permabulker. Oh, oh, I have not heard. And of we no, we we've all, we've all we all know permabulkers. <laughs> it's mostly defined as guys who like to refer to themselves as bodybuilders, and whenever, but they've never done a competition. And every time you ask them, when are you going to compete, they always say, well, I'm just putting on a little bit more size before I do it. Right. And these so, people, and so they always are in the classic bulking phase, hence right. permabulker. Permabulker. I like it. Yeah. Right, that's funny. And I'll tell you, that's something that I, I think that crosses the strength sports and the muscle sports because bodybuilders oh. and powerlifters both uh, – you know, there, there's definitely the group of guys who they're never going to be lean enough to even look muscular and anabolic. You know, so they—that's what they do. That's that's their sort of defense mechanism. Well, I'm just bulking up. Well, right. dude, it's been you know 18 years. <laughs> when are you going to when are you going to grab a bar or or a, start your diet phase? You know, yeah. I'm really curious. Yeah. Here, here's here's a really good one that I've used for many years, and I believe that the first person I heard use it. Is Franco Colombo, and that is light bulb. Oh yeah. Defined yeah. by tiny legs the, and the a gym, the gym guy. It's got to be a gym rat, because certainly no competitive bodybuilder is going to get away with, away with this for long. The gym rat who walks around with a amplified muscular upper body and total string bean legs. Yeah, no excuse for that at all. Light bulb. Um, we actually have a one of the worst offenders. Um, of this particular affliction at my gym right now. Oh yeah. Uh, and I've been around a long time. I've seen a lot of light bulbs. This guy, taste the cake. Really big up top there. Yeah, he's got the upper body of a 275 pound bodybuilder oh. and the lower body of a, you, you know, a, like the a average 16 year old high school girl. Oh. Oh boy. And, and I make no joke about that, to be honest with you. So you know, put it in you a know how people, Can you do you it? You know how people say, oh, the guy's arms are bigger than his legs? Well, in this guy's case, Literally, his upper arms are bigger than his thighs. Mm. Well, there it is. Poor light bulb. His, yeah. his arms are bigger than his thighs. Yeah. Yeah, don't be that guy. No. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. The foundation of any grown man. What does Phil say? Grown ass man. Yeah. <laughs> is more down below than hanging mm-hmm. off your shoulders. Yeah. That's all. Not you know not to rip on people with big guns. That's good too. But yeah. Okay, here's one that sort of goes with the bag of veins idea about people who, let's say, are, you know, they're taking their shirt off when maybe they shouldn't or, you know, they're making a comeback uh, and they're deluding themselves a little, and that's flatulent. <laughs> <laughs> now, you and I, Lonnie, used to use that a lot, I remember. We, yes. That was Guys are very under, usually with, the, ref, with reference to pecs, right? So, like, Rob would be like, Dude, look over there. Flatulent pet. <laughs> yeah. So describe that for everybody, Rob, can you? Yeah, okay. So as Lonnie is saying, this has nothing to do with actual <laughs> being gassy and farting your brains out. This actually has to do with basically a guy who looks like he has some muscle on him, but it's just everything's just kind of hanging there. It doesn't look like anything's been kind of like worked or toned or, or kept in any sort of... It's like deflated, <laughs> almost like... Like if you sit on a wo- if you sit on a whoopee cushion and it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like everything just kind of just kind of gave at some point, and it's just a, gave. And again, like Lonnie and I mostly have used that in reference to people's chests and stuff. So he's got a flatulent chest. So yeah, uh, recommend recommendation to all listeners: avoid flatulent pecs. 
at all costs. Yes. It's better to have weak picks than flatulent picks. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, and you know, strangely enough, a, a professional bodybuilder who, and I don't feel bad on ripping on this guy because he's actually in jail for life for murder, um, Cray Titus. He was a guy that actually got got pretty well developed. I mean, he was a pro bodybuilder, and he, he at his best, he actually looked pretty good. But he always seemed to have underdeveloped pecs that just always looked flatulent. Go. Deflated. Uh, I'll tell you, here's one that kind of goes with Craig Titus, actually, it's sort of a segue, uh, is intelligence glasses. Uh, and for listeners, if you're not familiar, sometimes you'll go to a bodybuilding show and you'll see these gigantic dudes and, you know, they don't look like they're the sharpest tool in the shed. So to compensate, <laughs> they wear glasses. And you're, you know, it almost looks like they're reading glasses or certainly these are not guys who've been cracking the textbook for 20 years. I'll tell you that. So they wear glasses. So Rob and I dubbed that in, I think we dubbed it. I don't know if anybody else has said that before, but intelligence glasses. So it's a, you know, again, the, the Cro-Magnon type dude, which of course not all lifters are, obviously, but the guys that do, they try to, uh, you know, they, they try to come across as intellectual. So they throw on the glasses. It's Here's a good one. When you ask some aspiring or successful bodybuilder to peel, what this means is that you probably have a camera on hand and you want said bodybuilder to strip his clothes off so you can see what his conditioning is. So yeah. you, so a sentence would be like, whoa, bro, bro you look jacked. Look, peel. Now this actually, <laughs> I think, was originally used by the inimitable Lonnie Teeper who probably most of you know as a personality in the, the bodybuilding world for decades now. And this guy hosts a lot of, sh um, um, hosts a lot of bodybuilding competitions. I think, I think he, you know, made his name when he was at Iron Man magazine and stuff. But if you look at a lot of his videos, he'll, you know, he'll, uh, bum rush pros and, and top competitors in like Gold's Gym Venice and be like, whoa, you're looking jacked. Peel. Wow. That, that, that's like almost a, a, a thinly veiled attempt to hide, uh, you know, some kind of uh, sexual uh, <laughs> yeah. jollies. Yeah, the only time I've heard the term peel is as a peeler, and that's when a, 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 a person is involved in the uh, adult dancing industry. You know, they're called a peeler. Oh, right. I see. That's, that's not a good uh, origin then. No. Suggests that, yeah, that's all very Freudian for him. Not, not good. Hey, here's one, Rob. This is one I know you love. Dial it in. It's funny you actually bring that up because I was actually going to do that one. Yeah, Where that one has always gotten a chuckle out of me. Um, so, so what is what is that for everybody? Dialing it, dialing it in or yeah. dialed in uh, yeah. refers to the competitive bodybuilder or I guess bodybuilder who's just recreationally training who is uh, intent on bringing out the fine musculature of his bulk. So dieting, well cardio, and all that thing, and usually it's made in reference to things like, you know, you, you always hear the, the you know, the, the, the tag words like serratus and abs and obliques and you know glutes. He's right. really like dialing striations in. in the glutes or striations right. in your thighs. So in other words, if you're a competitive bodybuilder getting ready for a competition and you're you're in the final throes of dialing it in, you're probably uh, close to death. And I'll tell you, I think what's funny about it, partly, is because it's so badly overused. You know, it's almost as bad as total package. You know, <laughs> we should talk about that one too. Yeah, total you know, package I'm, is, is yeah, just you know, you, on you a side note because I 
I don't want to let that one go because that one is one of my favorites. <laughs> when you're referring to something with a total package in bodybuilding, it's it's they're apparently not missing anything. They've got all the proportion, all the development. It's not exactly this. a term of modesty, is it? Especially no, when, it basically these guys, they use it to describe themselves. Right? Oh yeah. Oh, I've heard more often than not. I've heard it by individuals describing themselves. You know. So how do you think you're going to do? Well, I've been training real hard these last eight months, and I and I firmly believe I've, I, I'm bringing the full pack, the total package to the stage today. <laughs> right. And that's. Well, I'll tell just, you, I like Lee Labrada, but he used to say that. I think. I think he was one of the ones. But was, <laughs> well, he well, was at least close. At least he was extremely elite. Yeah, and, well, he was masked with class, and I do think I do actually think that his other kind of like tag that he used was the total package. So. Yeah. yeah, I think Sean Ray might have been along those lines sometimes too. Now, of course, these guys do come close. I mean, to having almost no major flaws. You know, they they really well when they're fully flaws. dialed in. <laughs> there it is. You know, and, and you know, and they're not a. When they were fully thing. dialed in, they were certainly no twink. They were the total no. package. <laughs> yeah. That's what we got to do. We got to pick like five of them. Rob has to use them in a sentence or two. <laughs> yeah, like <sighs> ad lib stories that you used to have when you were a kid. Yeah. You know, you fill in the blank. You know, make, create your own story. Yeah. Uh, then you can't help but think of all the nicknames for like stuff in the gym. Um, weights, for example, nickel, dime, quarter, penny, chip. Whatever you want to do, right? There's all that, and then I don't know. I, I'm one of them, and I have clients that are one of them. Like I, I hate math, but you put a bunch of weights on the bar, and I can tell you what it is. It's just oh, it's yeah. bar bar math. You oh, know, yeah. you you get to memorize it. Yeah, I like it. Know. Bar math. That's good. Yeah. What yeah. exercise do you guys think strength training exercise has more legit names than any other? Mm. Because I was always thinking that I always found it humorous that you know, like when you're doing line tricep extensions. That's what I thought, Rob. Yep. You know, you I know for a fact that Lonnie, generally speaking, calls them skull crushers. Well, I call them hit heads usually. or hit heads. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's there's a million like that, but I mean, yeah, that would be one of them probably. Yeah, hit heads, skull crushers, lying triceps extensions, the squat of the upper arm. I've called them lots of things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's one for you guys. Um, tapeworm. Yeah, that's a good one. Tapeworm. Mm-hmm. Tapeworm so, is. Wait, defi- Rob. Wait, wait. Before you define it, maybe can you put it in a sentence first? Oh, okay. Um, yo, bro, your upper arms are looking swole. What they <laughs> what they measure? Fuck off, dude. I ain't, I ain't no tapeworm. <laughs> there you go. Was I know a little bit of experience? Yeah, that's there. accurate. Okay. Yeah. So tapeworm, I. I most of you are going to understand what that means. Then it's, it's guys who, generally speaking, always seem to know exactly down to the you know the uh, ass hair exactly what their arms, legs, and everything else measure. Yeah. You know, so you, you just get this image of them every night at home with their with their mom's you know tape measure out of the sewing box. Yeah, you know, like measuring their arms, their guns, and their calves. And and if you are a bodybuilder, there's you know they can be a useful tool to you know define you know your 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 gains and so forth. But yeah, I mean, I think we've all known guys who really overdo it with that. Yeah, they just start yeah. going off the deep end with the sort of narcissism and the yeah, yeah, no doubt. Interestingly enough, I remember it once said that um, the ideal male physique had the calves, the upper arm, and the neck the same measurements. For you, those of you who never had right. heard that, so the Greek ideal, like with yeah, and I, and I think that I, th- I think the original place that that was actually referenced to 
was to Steve Reeves, of course, the legendary bodybuilder, Hollywood actor, actually, that, uh, you know, was, uh, undoubtedly a chick magnet. So, and yeah, I, I, I always I wanted to get 20 inch calves, upper arm, and I don't think my neck would ever be like that, but. Uh, see, my neck's way ahead. I was looking at my later, the squat pictures from the meet I just did, and it was like, my neck has begun to disappear, and I'm kind of proud of it. <laughs> no neck. You know you're making it when you start people like, what happened to your neck? Where'd it go? When they start calling you no <laughs> yeah. neck McGurk. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's yep. thick. Yep. <laughs> thick. So well, there's a couple of terms, Rob. You actually used one for years, and this is one that I've just come to use all the time now, but I don't think everybody uses this term, which is gassed. Uh, it, I can't believe you actually brought that up because I was thinking that myself. Oh, yeah? yeah. Yeah, gassed. They use it now. It's I've, I I read it all the time. It's almost been usurped from our kind of neck of the woods and taken over in MMA, because mm-hmm. I hear that constantly now. Guys talking about, oh, he's gas. He's gotten gas. And they mean they mean the same thing we do. Pretty much. Well, well yes, heavy no. heavy steroid user. Or? It's, no, it's no. Oh well, no, 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 not no. At it's all. just wore out. It's done. MMA. It basically means that you you haven't done sufficient cardio to oh, keep. Yeah. I'm talking about like gassed Robin. Out. You'll say you know. Dudes on a lot of gas, or you'll yeah. say on a lot of gear. You know, well, gear and, is very gear is very British UK. That's kind of where that emanates from. Is is the UK? They talk a lot about gear. Yeah, you you Canuckians are a little bit more connected with the Brits. Yeah, also. yeah. So, but yeah, gassed in our neck of the woods. Certainly in that. I mean, if, if you're talking about in, the, in training, yeah. But I mean, if you're talking about uh, just just some guy that's hyper muscular and clearly using more than you know creatine. You know, well, that guy's gassed. Right. Or, yeah. you know, juice. Oh, yeah. Sometimes well, I... And actually, when you, when you use the term gear, he's using a lot of gear, I think that always requires qualification because that could mean belt, suit, yeah. wraps. Well, if you're talking you about, know. yeah, more of a pure powerlifting standpoint, absolutely. So, And certainly yeah. as, as the, you know, the, the last decade or so, sure, because, you know, that's when kind of the, the revolution, evolution towards... Yeah. For better or worse, the whole you know overuse of, of, of again lifting apparel apparel has become. But yeah, I mean, if you're talking from a standpoint of a bodybuilder, yeah, yeah, no up. doubt. You, you go to a powerlifting meet and somebody he's like he's he's so purple, his face looks like he's he's ready to pop, mm-hmm. you know, or he's ripped to shreds, or he almost looks like a balloon animal, like a flex wheel or something. You're like powerlifters don't look like that, you know. You are totally gassed. Well, there's one right there, buddy, <laughs> balloon animal. Yeah, balloon animal. Yeah. See, you know, and I, I mean, I would say somebody like you know Flux Wheeler at his best would have been a well. And then you go, we go back to to our Lonnie's watery. You know, there's the whole in the powerlifting crowd. You'll see that you know the bloat on purpose. You know, it's power bloat, and it's oh, just sure. cramming in tons of sodium and whatnot, yeah. and just to where your head's just power fat. bloat. Hey, it were power belly. We use I was going to say further to that power belly, and Lonnie mm-hmm. and I use that a lot. I mean, yep. defined by. A well, big I, gut on a lifter. Right. But in, which, in a good way, right? Yeah. I was going like to say it. Brad Gillingham has a power belly. Right. And it's yeah, it's a totally of, different one. It's usually the result of several, of a few things, really. A power belly, a true power belly is a result of three things. A guy that doesn't take dialing in too seriously. So hence he's, you know, he definitely has a, you know, inch or two of, you know, fat, um, on his abs. He also train, has trained extraordinarily heavily in pure strength sports for many, many years. And if you're doing that, you are actually intently forcing your gut out against your belt, or you should be, 
on heavy, heavy exercises. And, you know, it's almost like when you're a little kid and you stick your gut out and your mom says, don't do that, it'll stay that way. Yeah. Well, there's probably some truth to that. Over time, it'll stretch out. I think that's probably true. It, right. That's even happened to me on some level. Because, you know, you watch yourself squat. And sometimes, like, if, if you are in front of a mirror, you're like, oh, look at me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, my gut is sticking out like Louis Armstrong's cheeks playing the horn, you know. <laughs> Oh. And, and the third and the third criteria, the, th- the third ingredient towards a true power belly is, of course, just having mondo amounts of very thick musculature in the midsection, yeah. which which is a, a byproduct of forcing right. out that gut and lifting heavy heavy weights. Yeah. So, and it's unavoidable. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things. I think that may actually be part of Palumboism. You know, uh, as these guys continue to lift their limbs. Yeah, they're still getting, they're trying to stimulate their limbs, but they're getting very thick obliques and, yeah. you know, and, and rectus abdominis and the whole midsection is just becoming very thick and I think it's unavoidable. Even guys who were shape monsters like Frank Zane, eventually as the, as you get older, you get thicker through your midsection. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I don't mean just fat. No. You know, I mean, people obviously talk about the distended gut and so forth that's brought on by, you know, GH and high testosterone use, but I mean, at some point, you also have to consider that you know the belly of somebody who's a competitor at 180 pounds is 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 it's much more um, easily um, kept at that weight versus what is required lifting wise or if if so be the case drug wise to carry around that you know 265 285 pounds of mass at the same body fat levels. So when you look at these guys today who are so, so large and people are saying, oh, you know, his, his midsection looks great when he flexes it, but when he lets it go, oh, my God. You think to yourself, well, yeah, but is that really hard to imagine? Because mm-hmm. like I say, all the top super heavyweight powerlifters and Olympic lifters the world over have always had what we're describing, yeah. power belly. Yeah, and you can tell the difference. I mean, if you walk up to somebody and poke them in the belly and they're a lifter, it's not going to be soft. <laughs> yeah, right, it's not. You don't just. You don't. Your hand doesn't vanish inside the poke. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It's just, it's hard. It's it's. I don't know. Uh, it's a hard fat. Yeah, it almost be hard you know? to get skinfold calipers on there instead of like yeah. you know grabbing a, a you know wad of yeasty bread dough. Or yeah, something. exactly. <laughs> oh, no doubt. What well, else I'll, you got? Well, I was actually going to invite listeners. To share theirs. I mean, we've got that listeners page, of course, on Facebook. So, I mean, let us know the funny terms you have, because I always want to add to the lexicon. You know, yeah, there's a bunch more out there for sure. Yeah. So we just threw some of these together, but you know, this this is funny stuff, and I, I'd love to hear what other people have to say. What you know, what they call uh, different things. So. Yeah. All right, guys. I think I think we're pretty much done. Unless yeah. Rob, you have any more? Uh, I'm trying to think here. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, it's one of those. Uh, well, heroic. Oh, well, yeah, heroic. Heroic what? effort, heroic eating. You yeah. know, I think that gets funny when I apply it to, uh, to food. Because, yeah. you know, how can eating be heroic? <laughs> heroic is pulling a child out of a burning building. <laughs> yeah. You know, not, uh, not having a steak that falls off both sides of your plate and then washing it down with three burgers. That goes along the lines of, I hear it all the time because of PR is such a, a used term now and I'll have new clients. What the hell is a PR? And I mean, I have PRs for eating, PRs for sleeping, PRs for lifting. And so people who don't know, that means personal yeah. record. It's a personal record. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, I'm going to go to, I'm going to the buffet and I'm going to beat a personal record. And then they look at you like you're crazy, but. Yeah, a sleep PR, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I slept for 13 hours straight. Dude, <laughs> yeah. PR. Yep. Good job. <laughs> Gotta go write that shit down so you don't forget it. No, yeah, no doubt. 
Yeah, but right. you know what? Yeah, for anybody out there who who does, maybe 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 you have phrases that are only really uh, you know uh, popular in your specific gym or country. Even. Exactly. I don't know. Right. Yeah. So send them to us. Yeah. Them, and we'll read them on the air because, like I said, there's some that I even mentioned that are more popular kind of in my gym. So, you know, I'm sure maybe that might be the case for some of you out there. So, you know, if yeah, you have them. Point, Rob, local color, like some of the guys from uh, Britain or Ireland or New Zealand that email us, I bet they've got some funny stuff. Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, be sure if you send them to us, to, to uh, don't just assume we'll know what they are, although we probably will, but we might not. So give me at least a sentence to tell you, tell me what the heck that means. <laughs> use it in a sentence. That's probably the funniest. Yeah, yeah. Use, it, use it in a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. That was a good one. Thanks a lot, everybody. All right. Till next week. Iron Radio is accepting donations. If you like what we do, the professors, the scientists, the bodybuilding show promoters the athletes themselves in powerlifting and bodybuilding um, please consider making a donation or maybe buying something from the ironradio.org uh, store uh, we also are accepting supporting members so for four dollars a month which is frankly less than the bank sneaks out of your account in fees you can step up and support a form of sort of public radio for the bodybuilding and powerlifting and strength community Hey, IronRadio.org listeners, this is Lonnie Lowry, and I'm just bringing you a sneak peek only for Iron Radio listeners at this point. If you Google CRC Press, Lowry, L-O-W-E-R-Y, and Protein, you can be some of the first people on the planet to see this book. It's specifically for strength athletes, everything on the safety of high-protein diets, the efficacy, the dosing, the types practical applications and case studies. This is a textbook. It's not what I would call an industry book. This is not pseudoscience. This is the state of the art science. And if someone wants to critique you on your extra protein intake, this will be something you can hold up and say, this is what the liter literature says about stressed kidneys or bone loss or gout or dehydration or increased muscle mass over time or leanness or what types are best. This is the ultimate source in one place. Little disclosure here, I do make a single digit percentage of royalties on this book. It's such a low amount, however, obviously I haven't done it for that purpose. I did it because like you, I wanna have something I can hold up in one place that's modern literature instead of what a, perhaps a health educator might tell you about the benefits and the potential concerns, if there are any, on ample protein diets specific to a population like ours. Thank you. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need. 